If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Thank you for tuning into Romance in the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch Red, Red White, White, and, and Royal, Royal Blue. Blue. So Paige, why'd you pick this movie? Um, This is part of my royal month, as you'll remember, in which I am doing multiple films that involve monarchies. Yes, thank you. Not a full month, though. It's going to be longer than that because you only get to pick yeah. ones every three, right? So like, it's like a whole season of monarchy. It's royal year, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a quarter, like a quarterly month. <laughs> yeah, like month. a season, you might call it. A season. I could do seasons, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But so this was my second one, and I had never seen it before i just knew it had come out and i knew that there were a lot of people talking about it and i knew it was based on a book that a lot of people liked and honestly i loved it i had a very good time watching this today i cried a lot in the last part but overall and todd you told me there was no sex in this movie i'm giving this like two and a half to three lion roars this was great very hot i loved it so i will say this about that I was blown away by how much sex there was on my second viewing. I guess I just like tuned it out. Oh, wow. You weren't paying attention? I guess not. I was stunned that you didn't. I was like, what? Well, I heard it was like a Hallmark movie. I said that. That's what I was expecting. And I was really pleasantly surprised that it was not that. (laughs) I will say it has the length and pacing of a Hallmark movie. That is is true. Terrible. You could cut 30 minutes out of this. 100%. Where I was like, leak the photos. Let's get the plot going on. Do we have to save it for the last seven minutes? (laughs) I feel like most of what you could cut out of this movie is the political fairy tale of turning Texas blue. Yeah. Which, trust me, I want it. I do. But also, we spent a lot of time on it in this movie that is ostensibly a love story. And it's like a whole 
the B plot has almost as much time as the A plot. Yeah, it does. So that's where that's where I would trim personally. But then we would lose a lot of Uma Thurman's crazy accent. And I don't want to lose a second of that bonkers accent. <laughs> I have no notes for Uma. No, I'm fine with that. It was so long. I have no notes. That first half hour sets it up. That middle that, that middle hour, I was just like, yes, leak the photos. Yep. Yeah. After they're like in love, it's way too long before they actually get in trouble, right? Right. Yes, absolutely. It's it's easily 30 to 40 minutes in the middle. And it is that second act that you could just pluck out of the film yeah. and drop. And I'm sure the reason it's there is because it's probably in the book. And so therefore they're like, well, if we cut all this out, everyone who loved the book is going to be like, hey. But personally, for the pacing of the movie, it could go. When has that stopped anyone making a movie on a book before? <laughs> I mean, I feel like book adaptations go one of two ways. Well, three ways. One, they completely disregard the book and it's a trash fire. Uh, the Ella Enchanted problem, as I will call it. <laughs> I love that movie. The book is so good cool. and the movie throws all of it out completely. But the movie on its own is good. No, it's not, Todd. I can't off the top of my head reference Ella Enchanted, so... That's a good thing. <sighs> Sorry. I will abstain for this <laughs> argument. <laughs> Wait till next week, Mikey. Ugh. Oh, God damn. Anyway... So there's that version where they just like throw it out, right? Uh -huh. uh, or the original Dune movie where they were just like, what Jodorowsky's do, where they're just like, we're doing whatever the fuck we want, right? Yeah. We're doing whatever the fuck we want. We're doing whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Or you have the Lord of the Rings problem where it's like, we're including every single emotion the Ents have ever had. And that's why this is four hours long. And that could be great or terrible depending on the pacing. Or my favorite version, which is like, we're going to get close. We're going we're gonna to get close and we're going to cut out the whole middle portion in Texas, <laughs> which is what I wish would have happened in this film. Yeah. Although, Paige, I did sort of love this movie. I liked it the first time I saw it, but I liked it way more. I, I'm sure I just like when I was watching it the first time I watched it because Natalie wanted to see it. Sure. So I was probably like on my phone half the time and shit. But like for the podcast, I was like, well, I'm going to have to like watch it, watch know it. the plot. Yeah. So like I got to watch it, watch it now. And when I watched it, watched it, first off, way more sex than I remember. Uh, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. I guess so happy about it. I guess you can tell when I grabbed my phone uh, on the first viewing. Uh, but yeah. Which like why? There are hot sex scenes. I was into it. Yeah. I get why you'd be into it. Yeah. Well, it's not super what I'm into. It. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I think it's awesome that it's in there and it's great representation and all that stuff. But like it was a good time to go to the bathroom and text for me. <laughs> you know? But yeah. But I don't know, man. A lot of the drama really hit me this time. Like the last fucking 15 minutes is just Todd in tears, man. I, and I like that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I cried through the last 15 minutes. Yeah. For sure. If you're going to pander to me, I'm going to respond emotionally for sure, movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I do think it was a bit long in the tooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I liked it. It did have a Hallmarky vibe for me. Yes. And so I, I did not was able to get to the cry level of emotional stuff for me if hallmark movies had as much sex as this movie did i would love every hallmark movie i'll be like 100 percent real with yeah, you if hallmark had the bravery to let the spare <laughs> prince of england bottom the president's son <laughs> yeah yeah get on its level yeah. hallmark <laughs> 
step up your game. You know what? You know what Hallmark fucking needs? Anal. Duh. <laughs> oh, he's gonna mark that hall, babe. She came all the way to the Christmas tree farm. <laughs> uh, the acting was a little terrible, though. It was no, like I was I like, liked it. Uh, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy everybody gets representation. I'm happy that everyone's making terrible movies. I'm happy about it. I didn't think this was terrible. I mean, Uma Thurman's accent, bonkers, and we'll talk about it all day, but... I mean, the first half hour of them overacting, hating each other, also tear... I mean, the, the Here thing... Here for it. I'm here for it 100%. They act like they're in a Disney movie. Yes, Like the, exactly. a Disney kids movie for TV. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Okay, you're going to hate Princess Diaries too because it's basically the straight <laughs> version of this fucking movie. Yes, I know I am going to hate that because it's also a musical as well, right? No, it just has one terrible song in it <sighs> and we can all mock it because it's bad all around. I didn't like Princess Diaries 1. I don't like it. <laughs> Deal with it. This one's de- Princess Diaries 2 is definitely more of a love story. But I liked this a lot. And I the overacting was very for me in line with the enemies to lovers trope. Yeah. And this turns into like enemies to then friends to lovers and I was all over it. I I enjoyed this quite a bit today. But I also have not slept much because work is a nightmare. And then I almost burned my house down before we started recording. So it's been a day. Oh, and I have a new cat. Yeah. Old grandpa cat in the garage. Congratulations. Grandpa cat. Did you guys name the grandpa cat? He's been named for a while. Jake named him when he still lived at the shop. His name was Vincent because he looks like Ron Perlman in Beauty and the Beast. I'm going to call him Vincent DiCaprio. Yeah. (laughs) Uma Thurman overacts like a like a looney tunes cartoon character throughout this film that's what makes it feel the most hallmark to me yes it's the best it's so good when he comes out to her and she's like huh? and like her tongue rolls out yeah i was like oh we're gonna need pizza i was like yeah it, before, yeah her jaw hangs down i was like oh boy. but that, that next like little scene it's in the same setting so it's not a different scene but like they cut to them on the couch right right and they like the way they choreograph that conversation where their heads are like together not sexually together but like yeah she has her head on his head. i love the way that that plays out it's so fucking sweet it honestly felt like I'm assuming someone who was involved in the making of this movie was, you know, queer on some level. Was the president's child? Oh, okay. (laughs) And this is like how they wished their, like, coming out to their parents had gone. Like, it is like picture perfect, and it takes place in the Oval Office. (laughs) Here's the thing. This movie is a liberal fever dream. (laughs) Like, that is 100% true. Absolutely. It absolutely is. They're like, look at all of these people in Texas just being really cool (laughs) with me coming out. (laughs) Look at at the the woman president minister and the woman president and the the everything in charge and i was like oh someday my favorite though is when we first meet the president we just see from behind and we hear the crazy voice and then they turn and it's uma thurman and i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> who is she pretending to be what is this accent i honestly thought it was brave of her to go with her natural voice <laughs> In this movie, it was like a big thing online. She was very like nervous about it. Big wild swing. <laughs> no, it is wild. She does sound wild. But when you were talking about um, how this is like a liberal's fever dream, I do think it is. that the only time I would ever want to be in a room with like Alex Jones is if like I'm, I'm watching Alex Jones watching him watch, watch this, this movie. movie because I I think he would lose his mind. I don't know. I just thought it was a real kind of unrealistic with like the woman president angle. Oh, I thought you were 
were going to say unrealistic with them not using lube. And you're probably right. But like, we don't need to get into it. We, they cuts. Like, you might assume lube. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. They like, might, they, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, like, maybe they packed yeah. some. Who, yeah, knows? who knows? I don't trust anyone who says, do you want to make love tonight? I, I'm like, they're going to kill me. This is this is time to get out of this place. No sane person initiates sex with, do you want to make love tonight? That's the one that didn't quite hit for oh, me, is that okay. one phrase. But the scene afterwards made up for it. But I will say the way that they speak to each other through most of the rest of the movie, as far as them like hitting on each other or initiating a romantic mm-hmm. interaction, I was a huge fan of. And when he's like, he grabbed my hair in a way that made me understand rugby i lost my mind <laughs> i was like yes absolutely a hundred percent favorite movie let's do it it was pretty sexy like they have some sexy sexy times i love right? it yeah i mean it was a little weird when the guy started quoting boys to men but like after that it got real sexy you know what i'm saying wait when does he quote boys to men oh i'll, I'll make, make love, love to you, you. <laughs> Paige, you were the only person i was saying that joke for because i knew mikey wasn't gonna get <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I still couldn't even get Paige to get it. Todd, can I tell you that when they're at the New Year's Eve dance and it's Ying Yang Twins a little John and it's like to the window, to the wall. And I just sat there thinking, I was like, man, is Todd, does Todd know this song? He does it. He does. I've been to the concert. I think we both know that I, that I have gone to the Ying Yang concert with Lil John. Till the sweat drops down my balls. Come on. It's an American classic. We play it at weddings. I mean, I know that song. Oh, okay. Okay. Then we're good. Yeah, that song. That's what I was asking. That song was in the proposal. (laughs) Betty White sang that song in the proposal. I know that song. I don't remember the proposal at all. That's not how most people of our generation would say that's how we know that song. It was a party anthem. No, I mean, I remember it from <laughs> Most like, of them are like, I danced to this as a 17-year-old yeah. <laughs> under the influence. Did, didn't you drumline a version of that song in high school or something? <laughs> Actually, we did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh man! Oh god, that's oh. not embarrassing at all. Oh my god! Well, maybe we should just go through this movie scene by scene, I guess. Yeah, and don't mind me if I'm sniffing. My house smells like a campfire. <laughs> We're not gonna let her tell the story until later in the episode. And Mikey and I have not heard it yet. I my house also <laughs> smells like a campfire because I buy a lot of like manly scents, like bougie candles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love the scent of manly campfire. It is a favorite of mine. What is the name? of that candle there's one it's called the beer can candle and it, tastes, it like smells like an everglade but it's in a beer can that's been hollowed out and then a candle was made in it wow what is the campfire when what is that one called mountain scent that i wouldn't know what that okay whatever whatever that's so confusing okay my yeah mine is actually called i forgot taco bell is wrapped in foil <laughs> uh started a microwave fire and was 30 minutes late to recording because of it <laughs> Shame. Uh, yeah i was so i'm so tired that i like put it in the microwave and then i was standing below it and then the microwave made crazy sounds it was like eh, 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 and i was like why is it doing that and then i just looked up and there was fire inside <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I can describe is that my brain went, oh, no. <laughs> and then, like for a moment, I was like, what do what what me do to stop fire? <laughs> but then I ultimately did. And it was fine. You stopped the microwave. Yes. You probably should have just asked for the mild sauce, not the fire sauce. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it says Fuego on the package. <laughs> You're so tired you became Anna Ferris from Just Friends on a cross-country flight. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go through this movie scene by scene, Paige. It's a long one. Let's do it. We begin... In merry old England, where we start at Prince Henry's brother's wedding. Now, we only see this brother like once here, once in the background somewhere else, and then at the end when he's a total bitch. Now, in this scene, the main thing to know about his brother is that he has a gigantic forehead and Pete from Mad Men bangs. And it's a bad look. No one should do it. If you have a giant forehead, I think you just got to embrace it because this just makes your head look like a weird mushroom. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Paige thought way more about that than anyone else did because this dude's got like four lines in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, he's yeah. got like four lines. There's a there's a whole lot of disparate attractiveness going on in this royal family, which is weird considering how inbred they usually are. Yeah. Royals. Anyway, they also introduce that the son of the American president and the granddaughter of the vice president are attending this wedding. Cut to them. He's very cute. So we've got a cute prince cute president's son they're gonna be at the same place but we established pretty quickly that they don't like each other no because they met once three years ago or some shit and they weren't nice to each other yeah at the melbourne climate conference and that the american president's son is like he's not six two because apparently he's one of those height bitches anyway <laughs> if you're under six two swipe left yeah, yeah he's yeah. a real size king you know what i'm saying yeah a short prince if you will and so <laughs> they get to the wedding and they kind of split up because the vice president's granddaughter who again is only in this movie for three scenes but seems cool as shit she goes off with a guy that looks like Cisco. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yeah. I was like, did that guy have dumps like a truck? What is happening right now? <laughs> what? What? And <laughs> I know they gave us his name. I don't remember it. Percy. Yeah, it is. We only see him twice in the entire movie. And it's always her just like, make sure he brings Percy. And then we never see Percy again. Yeah, that dude has like a lot of screen time quote in the book. Like that that has to be like a, one of the main dudes from the book that they just like had to throw in because people would lose their mind if he was like right. squished into another character like they do in some adaptations. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he is like a fully ass named character who also has maybe two lines of dialogue that they that costume and props dressed like cisco <laughs> like the, they're like he's in it for two scenes should we bleach his hair let's do it like that's the level of cisco-ness we're dealing with here <laughs> it looks like he's related to chris tucker from fifth element like that's all i'm saying yes. it's weird like yeah. it's yes, in that realm very right? ruby rod yes <laughs> that it, and that's a lot like Hallmark too, where they introduce a bunch of named characters with like four lines in the first ten minutes, and they never come back until the end when Santa Claus has got to choose the winner of the contest. <laughs> this seems like a very specific experience. <laughs> to that time, you were in a movie where Santa Claus had to choose the winner of a contest. He did choose the winner. She did, and then he flew over <laughs> in a flying car. Get it straight. But there was also another one where they did a a progressive <laughs> meal, but it was also a cookie, oh, yeah. cookie, a Christmas cookie contest. See, I I'm here for that as cookies, where everyone brings like however many dozens of cookies, and then you go around a table and you take one of everyone's cookies, and at the end of the night, you just have giant plates of amazing cookies. Here for that shit. It was like that, but a whole movie and a romance. <laughs> but yeah, there's there, that's a big trope in Hallmark is that like they will full ass name somebody, imply that they're important, and they won't. Show up again for an hour and a half but they'll also give them crazy names like percy <laughs> like, <laughs> and dress like, like how cisco. many percy's and dress him like cisco how many percy's do you know in your life none 
That's None. A, it's a Gen Z thing, really. I don't think so. I mean, unless people are naming people after ancillary Weasleys, I don't think that's happening. Nah, man. Anywho, Cisco and the granddaughter of the vice president go off, leaving the prince and the president's son kind of alone. And the president's son is just like, uh-uh. So he goes and gets super drunk on 100-year-old scotch. Count me in. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. But all they really set up with this like early meet and greet thing is like they don't like each other because they met at that accord, whatever, the climate accord or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like being super catty to each other at this like meet and greet thing. Loathing for forever, (laughs) loathing truly, deeply. That's what's happening in this movie. Yes. And then they get into kind of a weird fight. Because the president's son puts his drink on the cake table, which we had previously established that the cake is worth almost 80 grand. Yeah, it's 75,000 pounds, they say. Well, I guess this, well, that's way more than 80 grand. That's like 130 grand. Anyway, he goes to pick his glass back up. He scoops up a bunch of icing, yeah. Which is clearly <laughs> shaving cream, by the way. Like, so obviously Barbasol. <laughs> yes. Which means they got ripped off for that cake. <laughs> they never eat the bottom layers, man. They, they can't get all the way down. Well, it's a very tall cake like they had to build scaffolding for that shit i'm just saying they put shaving cream all the way on that cake i mean that got ripped off man at at first he like notices it and he's kind of hiding it behind his back but then he goes to like clap the shoulder of the prince dude and just covers him in icing he covers him in his hot cream and like wipes it all over his jacket yeah and they get into like a mini slap fight and knock over the cake covering each other in so much cream yeah and they turn towards each other, which I think is very telling. Very sweet, like frosting. When they're in crisis, they look to each other for support. Oh, I love it. Aha. That's so great. That'll be $160. Who is Santa going to pick? <laughs> I don't think that's real science, but like it's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you thought we'd bring any real science into this film. Anyway. It causes an international issue. Oh, this is where like the credits happen and we're seeing like all these like like newspapers saying like cake catastrophe or whatever in the New York Times. Which why wouldn't you just say cake catastrophe? Yeah, cake apocalypse. Cake catastrophe. Yeah. Like there are so many other amalgamations of the word cake. The four cakes of the apocalypse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the four tier cakes. Open the scrolls that are full of sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm in a real weird mood. I know. Deck col- deck deck cake ration of independence the deck (laughs) cake ration of independence Uh i love it nicholas cake (laughs) i just can't believe this kid was a traitor i'm sorry i mean we fought for our independence from these people and he's just gonna fuck their uh kid oh i think mikey hey how about this if they adopt a child a child that can inherit and then his brother gets bumped off before they have a kid. It's the ultimate takeover. We literally become subjects of the crown again, and I will not stand for it. Yeah. This is my Alex Jones theory <laughs> about how they're going to try and take over the monarchy. No, no, no. I think America takes over the monarchy is what happens. I don't think this movie passes the Bechtel test. 
I don't think a movie about LGBTQIA relationships, which have normally been not represented as much in film, needs to, personally. Although it does, because the president and her assistant talk about how to win Texas. Boom! Suck it! (laughs) Suck it! They both have names. They both have agendas and jobs. They both have, like, full-ass names. Yes. Yeah. One of them was that lady that was in Sex Life, which that is a bonkers bad show that I encourage everyone to watch so we can all laugh and talk about it. (laughs) It's not good. It's bad, but boy, is it bad in a fun way. <laughs> that reminds me, I've been watching Party Down season three. Mikey been telling me it was really good, so I had, you know, I had to check it out. Uh-huh. Fuck you! I I'm already on Power Book Four Force, and you guys don't get to come along on my wonderful journey. That sounds like an anime. I'm not going it on the journey. It does. <laughs> I have the power of cocaine and Yu-Gi-Oh on my side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I pass on that. Um, my favorite was when I told Armando and he was like, it should be spelled force F-O-U-R-C-E. Uh, I was like, damn it. Missed opportunity. Yes. Anyway. Let's move on. Uh, we cut to the president <laughs> with a crazy drawl that sounds like a sort of cartoon Cheshire cat from the <laughs> south. No, she sounds like foghorn leghorn. <laughs> like, but silky. Uh, I would not describe her accent as silky. I would because in this scene and others it's like, well, thank you for giving me that information. She sounds like if Jessica Rabbit Hang on. decided to be from the south. Hang on. Like Jessica Rabbit. All right. In, I'm into this. <laughs> in Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> Crazy. She would never win a general election with sounding like that. I don't know. I think maybe people who have heard ridiculous accents like that in our country might be like, she makes a lot of good points, even though she is woman. <laughs> I mean, the debate would be one-sided because she talks so slow that she would run out of time immediately. Let me respond. You're out of time. <laughs> uh, yield my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it honestly just sounds like she's doing her best Bill Clinton impression, honestly. Like, <laughs> kind I of, did yeah. not have sexual relations with that that's what it sounds like to me no she sounds worse she sounds like jimmy carter like if jimmy (laughs) carter wanted to fuck me (laughs) i just i want a recreation of that scene in pulp fiction where she gets out she like snorts heroin and then pops back up and she's like god damn i say god damn (laughs) (laughs) yeah such a great and then so we like we hear her and see her from behind i was like wow they really really went midwest for that accent and i thought initially that they were gonna like give her such a crazy accent so that she'd be like my son could never be gay but instead this is a liberal fever dream and she's just like of course when i fought for equal bathrooms in the great state of texas and <laughs> well, that like, was his dad oh that was his dad when the civil war was fought over gay rights and we defeated <laughs> them <laughs> in the battle of the machines against the transphobes <laughs> like, it's, yeah it's definitely <laughs> some sort of alternate reality 
trust one I want to live in. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I want the president to be married to one of the vegan police and for him to have gotten us unisex bathrooms. I want that. I want to live in that America. I forgot who did that. I just I just need to know if she pardoned him when he when he got done with prison break and then married him or did she marry him before? He reformed his life by fighting to keep vegans in line as one of the vegan police. I was very happy he didn't play a criminal in this role. I know. It's like the first time except for the vegan police, which a cab. They shot him without a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we see both of them, Uma Thurman and that guy. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Clifford. Uh, the big red dog. Yes. Clifford B. Clinton. <laughs> and like they're married, right? They're married. Yes. They both have jobs in D.C. because he's like the congressman from Austin. We never once see them together i know we i think we at the end when she wins they're on the stage together right i think that's the only time we see them together the in this whole time. movie and they're married guys allegedly that's okay allegedly that's what i'm thinking mikey no they're married well the movie states <laughs> yeah we know they're married Paige, but are they married no i mean yes they are married but i definitely think the dad does not live at 1600 pennsylvania avenue you know what i'm saying very very possible very possible i'm just keeping it 1600 with you keeping it 1600 i also i thought it was very funny because again alternate reality america that i want to live in trust right um but because they also were trying to make this kind of like a hallmark movie the parents talk to their kids the way Hallmark parents do, yeah. but with liberal sprinklings. So in that scene where he's like, I fought for everywhere in Austin to have unisex bathrooms, you little shit. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what a strange way to address a child. <laughs> Love it. It is great. I want to live in this America. Me too. Anyway, we the camera turns. We, we realize that the president is Uma Thurman with a crazy accent. And I am all in i know i am balls deep in this movie and i am so happy to be there yeah <laughs> also her assistant zara is the is the lady from sex life and she's real fun too just snappy she's awesome in this movie i don't think i've ever seen her in anything else and i think she should be in fucking everything after this like she was great in this movie well watch sex life it might change your mind but in this i love her <laughs> i'm not gonna watch it I, especially if you say it's bad i'm not gonna watch it it's famous for having multiple giant prosthetic dicks used on the show i'm back in all right <laughs> and they are crazy sized like so far beyond the realm of occurring in nature and one guy says he can pump it up by squeezing his balls it's it's a whole wild show what is this on <laughs> hang on that's disgusting Paige. that's disgusting but if i wanted to look it up where would i go so i can avoid it so i can not watch it okay it, netflix it's, okay. A, it's a whole bunch of naked ladies a lot of naked ladies but netflix what it's on netflix who would we, we better stay away from that yeah, yeah. oh we don't want to pay for netflix if we're not gonna play for stars does he gonna... stick that prosthetic into the naked lady do they have sex oh so much i definitely will avoid it I'm surprised we didn't see either of them naked in this movie. 
I mean, well, well, we see his butt. We get close. We see the president's dick in Minx, the guy who played, sorry, the president's son. I know. I still haven't watched Minx, and I really want to. You see full dong on that dude in, in Minx. Well, now I have to. What's Minx? It's a show it's on, on stars. It's on stars. Well, in all fairness, I didn't watch it on stars. I'm not watching that. I watched it when it initially aired on HBO. I'm supporting the writer's strike, <laughs> and I'm not going to watch stars. I'm not gonna you're gonna watch every other streaming platform you're just the soloing out stars <laughs> i support them the most <laughs> you you shouldn't support netflix the most they're the worst yeah no <laughs> like, i don't I've, I've stopped watching things that are stressful at all <laughs> it's great it's just below deck for my and that's it when they're like this episode someone says they don't like crustaceans at lunch and you're like what i hope they can recover it's great <laughs> it really is like i'm like i'm like this relaxes be. It's like how much of a dick can this chef be about when food should be ready? Oh, I don't know if you guys have met chefs, but well, we only watch the we only watch the spinoff. That's right, it's down under. Yeah, deck. we're down under because I I didn't want to start with the main show. I wanted to see if I would like the format. I gotta say, love the format. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's. Uh, I have to be on a plane in like yeah uh, six hours from now or something. I have to be in the police car very early. Yeah. Okay, well then you better get to watching that naked shit on Netflix. Anyway, so there's apparently some sort of big trade negotiation between the US and the UK that's occurring in the world of this movie in which the UK is like, maybe we won't side with America. And I was like, guys. <laughs> uh, but we, we, we need to export our potatoes for your fish and chips and, you know, get your tartar sauce. I don't know. They don't have no shit over there that I want. <laughs> they don't have no shit over there that I want, is what I just said. No shit over there the, the definition of low stakes, to be honest with you, where I'm like, yeah, we're going to figure it out. What is high stakes? She says millions of jobs are on the line. They literally are the sons of like the most powerful people in the world. And you're like, there's no stakes in this fucking movie. No, no, stakes no, no. I'm, is... I'm saying if you're like, what if America and the UK don't agree? And I'm like, we figured it out since like 1776. We're going to figure it out. Page, low stakes is the third decade jumping over the anchor train as it drops and she gets <laughs> reprimanded because that's dangerous and she gets very upset. That is low stakes. I can't watch something that menial. I can't. I need somebody shooting friends in the face over cocaine. That's where I'm at right now with my mental health. That's my day to day. <laughs> oh, that's sort that's, of true. My, mine is like, I'm sorry I have to reprimand you for sending an email without capitalization. So I need somebody shooting people in the face about cocaine. I went to therapy this week Aww. and I could tell that I was too interesting for my therapist. And I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't even have a nightmare when I found that last body. And she's like, with this is mm. she just like leans in like tell me more <laughs> i'm like nah it's okay i'll be fine anyway i'm here if you need me mikey so it's below deck the uk and the u.s are disagreeing because one of them jumped over an anchor chain and they have to be reprimanded yes so they have to send the president's kid over to England to apologize and hang out with the prince so that everyone thinks everything is hunky-dory. Yeah, like, they're just pretending that they have been friends since they first met at the Climate Accords or whatever. One more low-stakes story, Paige. Okay. Reality TV, they're doing a taco cookout. They're doing a barbecue on the beach where they go, like, the, while the guests go scuba diving. These are white people, yes. I don't trust them with tacos. There's a more diverse, there's, yeah, well, it's the chef. He does everything. Mm. But anyway... The big thing was he's like, did no one bring the brisket over on the boat? And they're like, oh, 
And then it goes to commercial, and there's all the dramatic music, and then the boat had to go back and bring the biscuit, and then you're like, thank God that worked out for them. And that music was like, da 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 Like, it was dramatic. That's low stakes. Yeah. That is hella low stakes. And it's like, Great. And I'm sitting there like eating bagra. I'm like, you dumb bitch. You forgot the brisket. <laughs> How could you forget brisket? Chump, 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 chump. They're not jump. even going to tip this cruise or whatever they call it now. <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm over here where I'm like, you didn't erase all copies of that jump drive. He's going to shoot your face. And then you're going to have to talk to the FBI. <laughs> I'm going to go put a tinfoil burrito in a microwave. Yeah, you let that little girl live. She's definitely going to grow up into an assassin and come back and kill you. The FBI came that episode but it was the federal brisket investigators <laughs> <laughs> we understand you've been keeping brisket off boat where's the brisket we're gonna need to squeeze it to see how juicy it is <laughs> and it's not even a lot it's like a little tupperware container that's this big and they just drive it on the boat and it's like dun 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 we got the brisket in time and I was like wow this show really is low stakes <laughs> <laughs> put the brisket on the ground <laughs> <laughs> They had to risk it for the brisket, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, they did. Risk what? Another yeah, commercial it's just break? A commercial. Come on. <laughs> a four-star Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> no brisket on the beach. My brisket tastes rushed. <laughs> Sorry, we got to move on. I apologize. It's, it's all good. So he has to memorize a dossier about the prince. And his secret service detail is probably one of my favorite characters who was only in like three scenes of the movie. It's <laughs> like we never see her again, really. But it's fucking great. She is. We see her a few more times because she's in this and she's like, that's the grossest thing I've seen since I saw Mitch McConnell eat a banana and I was like tattoo that across my face and then <laughs> it's just him eating like halfway through and then freezing for three and a half minutes <laughs> well yeah everyone loves frozen bananas <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call in the business of comedy a setup and a punchline there's always money in the banana stand <laughs> and a tag uh, but then also she's she's the one who walks in on them when they they kiss later and she just that's goes right. whoa Oh damn! And then just walks out of the room. You're right. <laughs> it's so great. She is great. She's great. She's killing it. Every single scene. Give her an Oscar. Anyway, uh, <laughs> apparently she's had to watch Mitch McConnell eat a banana. And like, I've watched turtles eat and it's upsetting. So she deserves hazard pay. Anyway. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Zara who saw Mitch McConnell eat a banana. Anyway, but he's on with his Secret Service lady. Uh, they're in F Air Force Two, Three. Anyway, <laughs> what is the one that takes the kids? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I did when I was in high school get to go because Hillary Clinton was the vice president at the t no Secretary of State at the time. Yeah, and we got to go sit in her helicopter one time. That was pretty cool. My sister worked for her. Yeah. At the Secretary of State's office. That's where my sister works. It was wild that she has that crazy Uma Thurman accent. <laughs> <laughs> but her emails or whatever. <laughs> but her emails or whatever. So we find out that the prince's dog is named David. And he's like, who names a dog David? And the security details like, I have a Shih Tzu named Jonathan. And he's in my world. And he's like, yeah, I've already told you that's weird. And she's like, shut up. Look at these pictures of my dog. And I'm like, I love their relationship. They are great together. They're real cute. 
I mean, just like good, good friends, you know? Good, good friends. But they arrive in England and he meets Sean the Aquary, who we will find out is dating Zara. <gasps> but we don't know yet. Or at some point over the course of the story, they start hooking up at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a secret phone because you always want to have a burner phone. And if somebody gets that number that shouldn't, then you got to cycle your phones. That's how you stay one step ahead of the FBI and move <laughs> serious weight in New York. Where's the brisket? Got to risk it. <laughs> <laughs> I got four kilos of brisket coming into the dock tonight. And if you can't move that weight, then I'm going to cut you out right now. I just take a pocket knife and dip it in. And then I like eat it off a little bit. I'm like, it's pure. It's pure. They've been cutting this shit with sauce. I'm so sorry for this weird, exhausted late night energy. Anyway. Oh, man, I love it. They, they get there to England uh, and they, they do a couple different photo ops together. And they have to like sit them closer on the couch and there is this scene where there's like a look as they scoot in closer oh yeah definitely more from the prince's side yeah but they talk about like how they met and they do this kind of you'll sometimes see celebrities do this to amuse themselves in press junkets because press junkets are so boring yeah uh where they just start making shit up and like playing around with it and it's actually pretty fun um, but they kind of not quite bond, but they're not They're At least they're not fighting in this scene. Right. Right. I mean, they're I will say this. Even in the first scene when they're being catty to each other, chemistry. they have some chemistry, even in those scenes. And it's just like it's like firing up here, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enemies to lovers. Because they're still sort of being like playfully mean to each other now. It's not yes. just straight up mean. It's like teasing and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but then they go visit a children's hospital. I guess they just really love getting off on miserable dying kids because they like really bond in that situation. They do really bond. But I think it's more him being like, okay, he's not this entitled asshole. He does care about these kids and he... He is a little more down to earth than I originally thought, even though he's not because he's never owned a key and he doesn't cook for himself ever. <laughs> I mean, that is those are facts. But he does have real nice, soft looking lips. So we're going to excuse it. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, at the hospital. OK, there is what I said. OK. All right. I'm glad we're all agreed. We're excusing it for the lips. Okay. So <laughs> there is a false alarm, but they think there's an active shooter at the hospital. So they get shoved into a closet together. Well, it's really the president's son tackling the prince into the closet. Yeah. The symbolism is not lost on yeah, us. The <laughs> <laughs> because the they're in that closet by themselves for like a good 30 yeah. seconds. Go right? down, Mr. President. <laughs> and he tried. Well, it's the president's son mikey he's not the president yeah i know but anyway he's like why do, the prince at this point is like why do you hate me so much and he's like the first time i met you you were an asshole and the prince immediately high roads him and is like yeah well my dad had just died okay the prince regent ever heard of him i don't know if it's prince regent i'm not up on my monarchies i have no idea he would have been the next in line to the throne right though he would have been like the Prince I believe whatever. it's his mom who's the Duchess of Cam no Duchess of Edinburgh Well, no when his dad was alive when his dad was alive he would have been the next in line to the throne why can women inherit the throne I don't understand no women can inherit the throne it would have been his oh. mom Ugh. she's oh, the Duchess shit, that's of right. Edinburgh he wasn't this okay he wasn't Stephen Fry's son yeah his dad was a normie yeah yeah you're right sorry my bad and mom we will establish later is still alive and 
would potentially abdicate to his oldest brother Philip. He have giant forehead and shitty opinions. <laughs> so yeah, we actually find that out in the scene because he says like my mom is the Duchess of something. It's actually later, but yeah, I thought it was with the kids and when he's talking to the kids in the thing. Either way, oh yeah, oh yeah, a little bit after he's like my my mom is the Duchess of Edinburgh. His mom runs an entire country. So, yeah, yeah, so his mom outranks my mom, and they have like a little laugh with the kids about it or whatever. It is kind of cute. And he does apologize. He's like, I, I didn't mean to be rude. And I didn't say, get me out of here to get away from you. I said, I need to get out of here because I was having a tough time. Yeah. Because I don't know if you remember from earlier in this high-roaded sentence, my Where dad my just dad died. my dad fucking died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the worst part of this scene is that they come out of the closet and they're like, threat neutralized. It was a kid with fireworks. And they're like, what do you mean neutralized? And they're like, let's just say we're glad he's in the hospital already. And so I'm like, like, they shot a they kid. They shot that kid. Yeah. That's what I wrote in my notes. I was like, oh, they shot that kid. <laughs> they shot a kid. He should have brought fireworks. <laughs> he honestly should have remembered the fucking brisket. There's brisket in his pocket. He <laughs> the FBI was like He probably got 20 cc's of burn ends in his pocket Search him He's got brisket <laughs> with intent to distribute He also has tongs Check his jacket he's got fat cap for sure Wrap it up boys let's just sprinkle some brisket on him And call it a day <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm screaming a lot I'm so tired This guy's a full packer let's get home <laughs> Planning on smoking this <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's what the cop said before he shot him Smoke this. <laughs> he's a drug pig. He's a drug pig. Because he's not a mule because it's pork. You know? I know, Mikey. Not only yeah, do yeah, I get yeah. it, no, I love I'm it. Aware, aware. I need a t shirt that says FBI <laughs> Federal Brisket <laughs> Inspector. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So they shoot a kid and then they go back <laughs> in the hospital room and they're like, my mom's more powerful than his mom. Um, but they clearly have like, at least they're kind of friendly at this point. Oh, yeah. I definitely do think they become friends pretty quickly once they're forced to be together. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'll see you at my New Year's Eve party. And he's like, yeah, all right. And, you know, I don't really want to go, but fine. Right. So they leave. Uh, we cut to uh, Rachel Maddow talking about his mom's presidential run, which is wild that they got like actual news people to do it. I loved it. And the most realistic part of this movie is the electoral college map at the end of this movie. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a political nerd. Like, I love seeing that. And I, I, love, I was like, oh, damn. I know. I love every time you see Rachel Maddow on the screen, you know we're about to get some solid repipe. We're like, they're going to go back over the stakes of what's going on in America before we transition back into that storyline i always thought that shit was so funny and i do think she crushes it because she's really just playing herself you know yeah she's playing herself yeah um but the, then we cut to this is the only time that we see the dad also at the white house yes but clearly not at the white house because it's one of the most <gasps> terrible backdrops i've ever seen <laughs> it, in it, a modern uh, film it looks like a hallmark movie i th <laughs> i honestly think they shot all the white house scenes where they filmed the west wing like i it must have to be like just a set that exists somewhere <laughs> um so we can drive past it when you guys are in la but there's a section in by the sony lot in culver city yeah that is designed as like a courthouse and stuff, and it it looks a lot like dc yeah just like the exteriors of buildings nice but yeah probably something like that but it's definitely <laughs> i don't know who they paid to color correct it but it's so pink and weird oh you mean the sky yeah it's yes. wild uh, out there. I was yeah. like, 
where are they? A Star Wars planet? And they are outside the Oval Office. They are on the balcony yeah. that overlooks one of the gardens. Forgive me, I don't know which one. Rose Garden. But they're on that balcony, literally steps away from the fucking Oval Office presidential desk. Yes. And we still don't see the dad and Uma Thurman together in any scene until she wins the election. Right. He's like iced her out until she wins re-election. I also love that Secret Security is... Secret Service. Secret Service, that's what I mean is only in scenes where it's useful to the plot for them to be there. Yeah. Because there are whole sections where he's like, just come up to my room later. And I'm like, how? Yeah. He's a dignitary. <laughs> he's a visiting dignitary. Hey, Prince, sneak away in this building where there's literally an armed Marine at every door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't sneak through oh. the White House. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're Nightcrawler. It's don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> We've repealed that by now. And remember, this is a liberal fever dream. Yeah. I, it's weird in this one that they had Obama's death camps and they rounded people up and put it in them and made them gay marriage inside of them. It's just really weird to me that they included that in this film. <laughs> I love Michael's like recollection of what like the red panic was at the time of Obama. <laughs> <laughs> His retelling of that was like obviously wrong, but like so fucking right page it was so right she has her hoodie up over her head she cannot stop laughing mikey <laughs> made them gay marriage inside of them yeah. yes what? <laughs> they're turning the fucking lemur straight what are you gonna do about it it's a fucking america get with it, it it's just really weird that the white house in this film the foundation was made out of aborted fetuses that they forced <laughs> everyone to have. Okay, okay. So I did watch this with Alex that's Jones. That's is what you're saying? Step two. Okay, far. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> step two. Far. How do you think they grow those flowers so big in the flower garden, Paige? Adrenochrome stem cells, Paige. She's like, I can win re-election now that we have redistributed all the wealth. <laughs> 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 Oh, can you believe they're showing this to our children? Uh, <laughs> Thank God that my participation trophy came this year from the federal government in the mail. <laughs> you mean your tax refund? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I got tax refunds. I'm telling you, Todd, you can. You should be filing differently, but whatever. It's too late now. Well, no, I mean, no. I make too much money on the side. That's the problem. No, I know. You should be filing your side money differently. Yeah, under your mattress and not reporting it as income. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either either that or funneling it through a pass-through so you can send yourself W-2s and be taxed at a lower rate. Okay. Or don't pay them. What are they going to do? Arrest you? <laughs> well, if, if you get 1099s, they already have records of it. <laughs> Calm down, Wesley Snipes. They will arrest you. Yeah. He went uh, to jail over it. Jail ass jail. Anyway, back to this movie. So <laughs> they start texting each other. Or no, not yet. He runs into Miguel, who is a journalist, but it's very clear that they hooked up before. Well, yeah. I also heard Miguel is the person that Obama slept with when he was in college. That guy actually is like a felon. That's actually a real person, Paige. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, what a deep cut, dude. I know <laughs> oh, no. Paige, it's not a deep cut because that guy is recently back in the news for some shenanigans. I know. That's, but that's why he's top he, of yeah, mind he, for Mikey. Yeah. He was just on Tucker's Tucker I Carlson's know, I saw I Russian like, propaganda machine on X or whatever. Yeah, so it's obviously a fact. He was on X streaming on the Tucker Carlson show. 
So it's obviously the hashtag truth. <laughs> Every frog is gay in this movie. I just don't understand. All the all the zero frogs we see in this movie flaming. Well, what do you think is going to happen to the frogs page if we turn them all gay? There won't <laughs> won't be more frogs. I'll tell you what, man. They'll be super into rib butts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying it. to get that joke I out for like 30 it. seconds. He I kept stepping on me. I well, it, you know, it's easy to step on frogs. <laughs> My brain hurts. I have to be on a plane in six hours. I'm not the one talking about frogs being ribbed for each other's pleasure. Uh, Yeah, you are. You're talking about this is the liberal dream. <laughs> <laughs> I said it once 10 minutes ago. Anyway. He and Miguel probably hooked up because there's a lot of like eye contact. They do. They they hooked up twice. In a hot tub, we find out. We do know that they don't they don't go like full penetrative sex because they, he mentions he hasn't done that before. Right. Yeah, they were just there was just some tomfoolery in a hot tub. Yeah. What happens in the hot tub stays in the hot tub. You know what I'm saying? Just boys being boys. Unless you do it below on the below deck yacht and they got to clean it up the next day. Oh, oh don't let Captain catch you sleeping. They shouldn't have filled the hot tub full of brisket. <laughs> anyway, so he starts getting texts from Henry who has the craziest bitmoji ever because it's him dressed as a king and he's just like, hello. <laughs> I did love their text conversation though like it is fun and back and forth and all that stuff like it's great i liked that they they show it with them in the room speaking the lines yeah, so it's more it interesting than that. just seeing it on the screen i also thought it was really funny that he was like how'd you get my number he was like mi6 not kidding and then a, a gif of the spy kids yes <laughs> i was like the fuck that's what i mean like they're very playful texts like they're very yes. flirty which i mean the prince knows he's a gay man like he is gay sure he knows it he's not out because he's a prince or whatever which is like a plot point in this movie right but from what i understand in the book the president's son doesn't know he's bi or hasn't like explored that really like he hadn't hooked up with this guy yet i the don't know reporter guy yet i'm not 100 percent sure because i haven't read the book i haven't read it but either. i heard that i have it but maybe i will after this because I did. I dug this movie. You should read it. Uh, Natalie said it was really good and way better than the movie. Oh, all right. Anyway, we do cut to Alex's room where he's got the turkey, which I, I feel like because they mentioned this in, in the movie and they're like, oh, it's an American tradition, but they don't really talk too much about it. For our non-American listeners, every year we have a holiday called Thanksgiving. It's problematic. We've started to re-examine it in recent years. That's beside the point. What is the point is that we often serve turkey. And so in some weird guided marketing person's mind, I don't even know how long this has been going on. At least 50 plus years. Probably. Probably longer. I'll look it up while you're talking. Probably more. There, yeah, it yeah. might even be more. There's been a tradition of the president pardoning a turkey. Now, here's the thing. Do they definitely still eat turkey at the White House on Thanksgiving? Absolutely. This is just a turkey that wasn't involved in the massacre uh, that they're then going to, air quotes, pardon as a gesture of good faith on Thanksgiving. No, it doesn't make sense. Yes, we know it's stupid. Anyway, Todd, how long has this been going on? So... The tradition of pardoning turkeys at the White House began during the Civil War when President Abraham Lincoln pardoned a turkey named Jack. 
Well, that doesn't surprise me, considering that Abraham Lincoln is also the president who established Thanksgiving as like a holiday that had an actual date. Okay. As opposed to just a general harvest festival, as from what I understand. Lincoln's son, Tad, asked his father to spare the turkey so he could keep it as a pet. I'm not 100% sure if this is true, but like that is what it says online. This seems like bullshit. This seems like like George Washington cherry tree nonsense. Right? When you know about Abraham Lincoln, he was a Republican. (laughs) He was. (laughs) I'm also seeing that it actually was John F. Kennedy starting the trend by publicly sparing the turkey uh, to the White House like press pool. So it's probably JFK that made it popular. Maybe other presidents did it before that. But JFK is who started that trend. The the modern tradition. Yeah. Do you think? That's why he got killed. Big the turkeys turkey. took it personally. Big turkey. <laughs> no, it was big. Big Thanksgiving's coming for him. They were sick of or them pardoning the turkey. It was the brisket. They were like, it should have been brisket, <sighs> but you pardoned the turkey. Fuck, brisket's good. Man. It is so good. I love me some brisket. I do love brisket. I'm a burnt ends person myself. Anyway, I, I'm everything. So. This is also where we find out that his dog David is actually named after David Bowie. And he's like, why wouldn't you call him Bowie? And he's like, well, that's kind of on the nose. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I do love that like everyone who's watching this movie who has an animal named Bowie gets high-roaded by the prince in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't name it Bowie like a fucking nerd or whatever. I feel like half the people I know have a pet named Bowie or a child named Bowie. (laughs) I don't have either. Mm. But I do have a lot of chances at that name. No, please. Please, God, I, no, no, we have five. It's enough. It's enough. We have enough. Are you sure? Because I just got another one, which means I'm kind of more on your side now. No, <gasps> you're three with your three away page. Three I'm away not from get just three. my cat number. I have two dogs. I wish you guys could shut down your compassion like I can. I pulled out of the house. and There was like a puppy wandering in the street. And I was like, not today, Satan. And then I just drove away. So, OK, let me tell you this story really quick. We have a gym in our garage. Natalie was out there. She saw a snake in one of our like mouse glue traps. And it was still alive. So I, I was working upstairs. I come downstairs and she's like, we got to save this snake. If you use olive oil, it'll dissolve the glue. That is exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. So we like hosed the box down so we could like safely open it, you know, because it was like whatever. We So we got it off of him so he could like we could pour the olive oil right on him. And she did. And he got up and left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like she's so compassionate. It's awesome. But like that's why we have so many animals. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. <laughs> I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's We're going to table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh, my God, guys. This actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal. All remains in the pod. Heck yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh-made meals. Never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I (laughs) have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, (laughs) Ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48. When it could have been way less with Factor. Yeah. And I, I struggle with proportions. And Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re- ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor. Except for right now, 
because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy-to-use app. And they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the app. That was the I end know. of the app. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Come back in. Okay, so... He, like, I think called him about the turkey, but they've been texting back and forth. There's there's vibes. They're actually speaking on the phone in this scene because the way they shoot it is, like, he's lying on the bed next to him, right? Right. And then it cuts back to him sounding like he's on the phone, and then he's gone, and then they hang up. Yeah, it's really cute. I like the way they shoot this stuff. It's very cute. But this cute. is like them falling in love long distance. Right. Oh, come on. If this was, like, a real, it'd be like, send me that dick pic. No, they haven't crossed that, like, Barrier uh, yet. You cannot talk to somebody long distance for more than seven hours without going with being like, let's FaceTime. <laughs> seven, hours, seven hours after you slide into someone's DMs, you're like, let's see that dude. I've known What's your I've been long I've been long distance with you guys for like three years. <laughs> I've seen neither of your dicks. You're married, Paige. You are married. Have you showed Todd your dick? Paige, what's your snap? No. I don't, I don't do snap. I don't do that. I don't touch the demon apps. But Paige, don't ask questions to which you do not want the answers. I like <laughs> Snapchat for dating because the icon is just a ghost in yellow. So I think it just fits with the whole vibe. You're like, hey, close the app. And then you never talk to him again. <laughs> <laughs> I My argument for this is I think that Henry is willingly and knowingly flirting. Yes. I think Alex is but hasn't quite acknowledged that yet. Yes. I completely agree. Yeah. Which one's which? <laughs> Alex is the president's son. Henry's the one that looks like Cisco. Henry oh, no, is the, the prince. prince. <laughs> okay. Yes. I think you're right. <laughs> anyway yeah so we cut to christmas and this is where he goes to talk to zara he's like did you read my memo about how to win in texas which by the way no one actually goes through what's in that memo we just see a montage later of things that he does all that memo is is sign up a million young voters right yeah no shit that would help you win in Texas, but like that's not a whole memo. That's a fucking post-it note, guy. Like <laughs> that's a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up a million voters in Texas. Send tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I also refuse to not I'm calling it tweets and Twitter. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Fuck you, Musk. I'm not gonna help a war criminal out. But like yeah. which war? Peloponnesian. They <laughs> but like the the fact that Alex is aggressively like, yo, fuck the Rust Belt, Texas, where it's at. This whole movie is very funny to me. It's, it's wild. He's like, why? Are they, what are they upset about? We opened the borders years ago. <laughs> because this is a <laughs> liberal fairy tale. 
We tore down the walls. <laughs> we drained the Rio Grande. The Rio Grande. <laughs> Carte Blanche. Yeah. Uh, we just renamed it the Rio Grande Opening. <laughs> Welcome to our Grande Opening. <laughs> Welcoming to the uh, ribbon cutting of America. <laughs> oh. Welcome. <laughs> oh, you mean when they signed NAFTA? Sorry. Oh, I just slipped into my Alex Jones. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh no. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they're like, make sure the prince comes to the New Year's Eve party. Fine. So they come to the New Year's Eve party. Cisco is there and all his Cisco finery. Yes. And it's an open bar. And he's there with the vice president's granddaughter. Like, there's, yeah, yeah, they yeah. clearly have something going on in the book that we never get in the movie. But they, like, yeah. date the entire time off screen, it seems. Yeah. Ooh, that girl's so scandalous. Ooh, and you know another BB couldn't handle it. <laughs> Anyway, so Alex is kind of like making out with girls and dancing with girls and Henry's kind of looking at him like all sad, but they're definitely like eye fucking each other from across this party. And then they play Lil John from the window to, to the, the wall. wall. Betty White did it better, but yeah, it's it's fine. How dare you? How dare you slander <laughs> Lil John? Okay. So I do like the scene where they they like lock in on each other on the dance floor because like everyone ducks down. It's sort of reminds me of this is gonna sound insane. West Side Story. It's that reminds me of West Side Story, right? Where they like smear Vaseline on the lens, do, do, except do, for do, do, the two do. of them. Yeah. Oh, it's just do, like West Side do, Story because do, it's like do, do, Alex is the prince, do, right? Do, no, it's the other do. one. Yeah, Henry's the prince. Hen it's like Henry's, you know, country oppressed our country and tried to murder us <laughs> and then <laughs> when you're a Brit you're, you're a, a Brit, Brit all the way from, from the first fish and chips to your last dying day I'm just saying Alex is Maria and what the fuck <laughs> Maria, I just said what the fuck to Maria. <laughs> it's like he just comes to bed and he's like, Charleston's under siege. We're not going to let anyone Charleston's in. Charleston's you know? <laughs> under siege. And then and then Alex's like, okay, I guess we'll fuck. And it's like, what? <laughs> just like Abraham Lincoln. The Brits are coming out on top tonight. <laughs> We're going to watch the rebels drop tonight. tonight. The colonies will grumble. <laughs> Fair fight. But if they start a rumble, we'll rumble them right. The, I need a West Side Story parody that is 1,000% about the Revolutionary it's War. It's just Hamilton. No, it would be better than Hamilton. Come on now. Lyrics by Sondheim, Page. Lyrics by <laughs> Sondheim. Lyrics by Little John, Page. That was his first movie credit, I think. Love Sondheim. Anyway. Uh, so they eye-fucking each other across this party. Yeah, I love the way they do this. And then, Henry, it, like, it counts down to midnight, and Alex kisses a bunch of girls, and Henry's just like, mm. so he goes outside, and Alex follows him out there. He's like, hey, what's going on? And and he's like, have you ever thought of what you would do if you weren't in your position, like, if you were just a regular person? And Alex is like, fun thing about America, I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, so here's the deal. That's how it works. Although I'm the president's son, I'm supposed to let the audience know that I was middle class for a long time in my childhood. Now, if she became a state congressman at like 27 or whatever, like they would have been well off his entire life. State representatives don't make money. Depending on when she had him. Oh, I thought that's when she won f federal office. I meant federal representative. Sorry. Yeah, no, that, that Texas state representative. So she probably didn't make that much. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. But the fact that they think there's a middle class, what kind of liberal fever dream is this country? <laughs> I <laughs> Everyone has health care. 
It's great. You know who voted for her? All the illegals they gave the right to vote when they came over the border <laughs> in Texas. I love this line of questioning. That you're asking yourself, <laughs> largely. Uh, someone's got to ask the important question. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, Mikey? For once, I'm going to leave in your crazy Republican talk that you always talk in every episode. And this is the only time I have the opportunity to leave it in. Gee, Officer Krupke. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell people that. They will believe you. That was a bit for a while. The frogs are gay and y'all did it. (laughs) The frogs are gay and y'all did it. Good. I wanted rainbow glitter ponds. Glitter's bad for the environment. Rib butts. Rib butts. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's like, do you ever <laughs> wonder what life would be like if you were just a rando Calrissian? And he's just like, yeah, I was. And he was like, shut the fuck up. And then they like kiss. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And then he like stomps away and doesn't text him back for weeks. Yeah. And so he finally tells the granddaughter of the vice president. He's like, so we kind of like made out like we kissed. And And she's like, tell me everything immediately. (laughs) TMI, tell me information. (laughs) And she's like, oh, he's first 50 rows at a Gaga concert gay. And that's real because we couldn't get nearly that close when I saw Gaga, but it was still one of the fighting moments of my life. (laughs) Puts on a great show. Apparently. Oh, my God. It's one of the best concerts I've ever seen. So fucking good. Anywho. Princes aren't allowed to be gay. And she's like, but you should invite him to shit so he could bring in his Francisco. What's up? I brought my thongs. (laughs) But this is where he says, when we kissed, he grabbed my hair and I suddenly understood the difference between rugby and football. And I was like, yeah. Well, duh, because in football, they wear helmets and they can't grab their hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got to tape your head down when you give (laughs) No, wait, hold on. Wait, what? In what anything do they tape their head down, Paige? <laughs> your ears, their ears, their ears. In rugby, they have to tape oh, their ears down. And okay. I was gonna say that's why he has to tape his ears down to give blowjobs. I played rugby. I never taped my ears down. I know, Mikey. We can tell. You're supposed to tape your ears down. Cauliflower. I don't have no cauliflower ear. No, your ears are so cauliflower they broccoli. <laughs> they broccoli ear. Cause they smell bad. Oh God. Nothing makes sense. Anyway, so the granddaughter of the vice president is like, hey, by the way, you have clearly wanted to ride that dick for forever because you guys have been flirting for months. And at the New Year's Eve party, we all saw you eye fucking, but we pretended like we didn't because it was a whole West Side Story thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you miss each other. He kissed you. You liked it. How many guys have you been with? And he was like, just two. This one guy in high school, and then Miguel Ramos, who's the journalist guy, Politico reporter. Yeah, yeah. That seems like an unwise thing you should do there. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, I dicked him down off the record. Wink, like wink. I mean, and we find out that this dude is a d bag. Like he's the one who leaks the emails or whatever. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, fuck that. Well, dude. Maybe he shouldn't have stored them on a server outside of the White House grounds. Yeah, that's what you get. For using a private email server. Clint, uh, uh, Alex. Anyway, this is also where he's like, oh, I'll, I'll make him be my guest to the prime minister dinner. We'll talk about it there, right? Yeah. So we cut to the prime minister dinner, which is where we find out that in this fictional world, the prime minister of Great Britain is a fabulous lady as well. And it's just like lady prime minister, lady president. It's all wonderful. It's basically Barbie, but in real life. And that's why this movie is a classic. What I love about this is it like posits a world where women run it. And obviously the biggest problem with that world is 
oh my God, what if the president's son and king's grandson fall in love? And Prince kissed. Yeah, like that's the biggest scandal in the world? I don't know, man. I don't know if you saw in the background, but like they did storm the Capitol to expand Medicaid, so... Plus, thank goodness our emissary to North Korea, Gerard Depardieu, dicked down Kim Jong-un and then told us about it in that movie a few weeks ago. Oh, no, wait. It was Chairman Mao, wasn't it? Was it? Chairman so Mao. it was Chairman Mao, yeah. But I like your <laughs> fanfic just as much, Paige. I like it. Yeah. Uh, he, Putin, and Kim Jong-un had a three-way and like, dang, the world's a peaceful place now. Chairman Wow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, Miguel is like, hey, I read your memo from inside the White House, which by the way, who do you think leaked it? Or do you think he'd just been hacking his emails the entire time? Yes, he definitely, this is like a tell that you're like, remember later, right? And be like, oh, well, right. he already knew about the memo too. So like, you know, he definitely hacked his email. I think the first night they slept together, that was the reason he slept with Alex. Toxic. Yeah. And other Britney Spears songs that would apply to make it funny. Yeah. I'm not a girl, not yet the president. All I need is time to win the election that is mine. Anyway. Do you think in this world that Britney's still under conservatorship or not? She never would have been on. No, I think Britney's a senator. Yeah. Exactly, Paige. Britney won the Nobel Prize. Yeah. That's why I want to live in this world. But the only trade-off is she never got hurt enough to write Toxic. So we don't have that song in this universe. <laughs> Not worth it. We've got no. to destroy her yeah. for Toxic. Exactly. That's how good Toxic is. Obviously, no. Please don't do that. I would give up Toxic for Britney. Whatever. I don't care. I didn't pay 99 cents for that song 20 years ago. <laughs> On Apple Music, when Napster stopped working and you were like, God damn. Damn, but I guess I have to start paying for songs again. Stupid 9-11. <laughs> That's not what caused that. I think it was related. At least in this <laughs> world, President Gore stopped the terrorists from attacking America. <laughs> they actually never mentioned 9-11 in this universe, so I have to assume... It did not happen. Yeah, I've got an inconvenient truth for you. Women rule. I would love for the biggest scandal in the world to be a prince and the president's son hooking up. I don't even think it's that much of a scandal. America seems to take it as like, okay, fine. And, you know, it's just on the, it's just the royal family, really. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if that was like the biggest news story, we're probably doing fine as like a world. Yeah, I'd be like, are there pictures? <laughs> What's their Dipsy handle or whatever? I don't know how Dipsy works. <laughs> Did they record it? Can I listen? Hey, good day, mate. Take out your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's opener for every grinder. I almost passed out. Holy shit. I, I didn't realize the prince was Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the morning to you <laughs> Your boobies look nice Mikey you missed a perfect opportunity To be top of the boner to you <laughs> Like come on Oh, top of the morning wood to you and a million options. Your teeth look really nice. I want to stuff it in your stone hinge or whatever. <laughs> I want to stuff it in your stone hinge. I got don't give me spotted dick. It's a dessert. <laughs> You're clean, right? Yeah. I don't want to get spotted dick, right? 
Let's get some carry out. Wait, what are they, are they take? Let's get some takeaways from this relationship. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. We're moving on. Uh, so he he looks past Miguel because Henry shows up. Pass and me he's, the tube. What? <laughs> instead of instead of lube, the tube is their subway though, Mike. I know, like, but like it fits, right? No, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Because it's a circle, and you put stuff in it. You know what? I think he's correlating the subway train and the tunnel it, it rides through like a butthole and a dick. No, I, 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 yeah, sure. Or a vagina. It's whatever hole you're feeling that day. Yeah. You and your consenting partner are feeling. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he gets Henry the prince alone in the red room and he's just like, shut the fuck up. And they make out and it's really fucking awesome. But hot. this is where that secret service agent like interrupts them and she's like, oh, yeah. God. Oh, damn. oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> she's great, man. I love it. But then they walk back because they. he's like, okay, we're going to go back in. And he's like, are you still? And he's like, more than Stonehenge because, you know, like, yeah, rock he's like, hard. He's still hard. Yeah. Yeah. Your royal hardness or Big Ben is he calls it uh and he's like okay here's what's up we're gonna stay 500 feet away from each other for the rest of this dinner party and then at night come to my room and he's like okay so he goes to the room and they like make out and he fully blows him oh yeah they fellash like he just ducks down off camera but they fellash yeah mm-hmm. they definitely fellash do action yeah he returns the favor in a few months but yeah what's wrong with that i would assume <laughs> he probably returned it later that night we just like don't see it in the movie i but- assume so as well yeah i do love that after the kiss on new year's eve the text messages go from like playful text messages to like letters from the front during the civil war (laughs) yeah that is a little Mm, wild my dearest henry i'm writing to you with my mother's accent to tell you i miss you (laughs) and i would love to have you at my domicile at your earliest convenience i think you mean revolutionary war i want to get between those red coats (laughs) what does that mean does he have food poisoning Redcoats, because they're British. No, I get that part of the pun. Uh-huh. But if you get between them. I also get that part of it. I just don't know where that would... Is that? Is it thighs? Is it thighs, Mikey? It's whatever you want to be. Okay. Anyway, uh, but this... <laughs> This obvious BJ was the first point in the movie that I was like, Todd said there was no sex in this, but this is a very arousing Well, scene. they actually don't show it. He just like slowly drops his head down and then it cuts to them buttoning his pants up. And you up. hear some noises. You hear some slurp slurps. You hear some slurp slurps. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall hearing, hearing slurp that. Slurps, yeah, no. I like, listened for it because they, they linger for a bit and then cut back to his face. So like to like signify clearly things are going down below and you hear zippers and all kinds of stuff. I was like, oh, damn. We're going to have to talk about this in the Facebook group because I, I didn't see no slurp slurps on the screen and I, I had subtitles on. I don't think they subtitled it, but I, I was listening to this with headphones in and I definitely heard some slurp slurps. I think Paige just left Dipsy on in the background. Also possible. But also, <laughs> I that I was think- just them taking off their lizard people costumes so they could actually hook oh, up. But. I think for me, they're both insanely attractive. And I was like, I'll watch them in any configuration you want to put on the screen. Let's do it. Yeah. But this is also where Alex is like, I'm bi. And Henry's like, oh, I'm like full gold star Lady Gaga gay. Like super gay. I think he says gay is a maypole, which I was like, oh, I loved Wicker Man. I know. (laughs) Yes. Gay is the Wicker Man. Yeah. Anyway, so... 
he invites him to a polo match in England. So he then travels to England. They hook up in the stables. It's like a whole thing. There's another blowjob that happens there. Yeah. This is when he returns the favor. Yeah. Uh, this is also where he jokes that Alex is a mouthful. Hey, oh, yes. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? America, USA, <laughs> USA. <laughs> Prince is a real size king. Mm-hmm. Everything's bigger in Texas. You know what? Hello, it's my dick. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's made out of stem cells. They have designer babies now, Paige. Mm-hmm. Because it's universal health care or something. Well, well, I'm worried about you, Mikey. That I'm <laughs> keeping my pulse on the current events. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mikey thinks we live in legit Gattaca, which is another Uma Thurman movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Imagine if she had this accent in Gattaca. <laughs> I would love it so much. Me too. <laughs> Did you change your eye color? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, but they also have a conversation here where it's like, hey, who knows in your family? He's like, I'm Alex isn't out to anybody, really. Yeah. Uh, and the prince is like, my sister kind of knows, my mom had suspected, but no one else knows because my grandfather, I think, suspected and then was like, don't fucking do it, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But they go to Paris. What is on Mikey's webcam? Did you see Wait, that? What is happening? I swear no, to God, that what, was a bug on Mikey's webcam. Happened? Did you see that shit? That scared the <laughs> no. fuck out of me. Hang no, on. Oh, Mikey, I'm what afraid. was that? It was a fly. What is it? It was a bug. I knew Kill it. Kill it. Big government looking at me. <laughs> Biden is scared of the truth. <laughs> Mikey's house is bugged. Yeah. What's next? Evil, right? Oh, God. For bugs? Oh, 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 you would say that. That's the logical next step for you people. First gay marriage, now you're marrying bugs, Paige. <laughs> now that all the flies voted for Clinton, now I gotta go <laughs> march to the death camps or everything. I think you're really underestimating just how Catholic praying mantises are. <laughs> they do pray a lot. <laughs> they are the most Catholic of bugs. I don't like when bugs get inside. Did you kill it? I have to be on a plane in like okay. sit five and a half hours. I'm going. I'm I'm going. We're almost done. We're 120 into this recording. Yeah, we're, we're actually making it. really just good like time. that fly came in. <sighs> Big brother. Anyway, so they go to Paris. And Henry's like, I think we should make love tonight. And Alex is like, who says make love anymore? <laughs> I've definitely done all the sex. Just kidding. I haven't. Help me out. And then Henry's just like, don't worry. I was in boarding school. And I was like, ooh, boarding school knows what's up. <laughs> uh, and then they have sex. And it's pretty hot. I'd watch it. It is very intimate it is very intimate i remember saying last week on last week's episode that like there was no sex in this movie yeah and, like it was that moment that you were like hey there's like a lot of sex in this movie Todd." <laughs> and i was like i know i'm watching him go bd on this dude like he's got his legs <laughs> up by his ears and i was yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. not much sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm really so much sex. i was like and and not just like you know, start and then cut, fade to black. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> they go into it, and I am here for it. Yeah. No. You see more than just a push. And, and that's the kind of freedom you can have in a country where Joe Biden didn't unleash COVID-19 so that the president's son could go hook up with the prince. Google Burisma, Paige. <laughs> Who did the laptop belong to? Chain of command. Chain of evidence, Paige. That's an evidentiary chain. Learn your Republican I'm talking so point. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> Thank God that everyone on this flat earth can fuck whoever they want. I prefer a curvy earth. 
Thank you. <laughs> then don't vote for Dems. <laughs> Whatever. Let's move on. I'll cut it. Don't cut it. People need to hear the truth. The Illuminati are real. <laughs> no, they're fucking not. <laughs> like, um, oh, I'm God. pretty sure I played their clan on Halo 2 back in the day. So, like, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. definitely are real. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, it's super hot and they kind of like cuddle and stuff after but he's like hey you can't fall like this is tough like you don't understand and it's this like we have to be apart but we still love each other whatever yeah we cut to alex flies home and spoiler miguel ramos published his entire plan to flip texas so now they're like well we gotta do it now they've got queso heating up for you get to fucking texas i don't understand why they didn't do- the, the plan was really simple just fly chemtrails over texas to get them to vote democrat <laughs> you know like they do now Page. They're just full of soy. <laughs> <laughs> Estrogen and soy. But when it becomes like this political drama now, like for the next 30 minutes that we don't really need, this is when like the writing back and forth becomes like notes or dispatches from the front yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Civil War. My dearest Henry. Yeah. My member throbs with the aching of you. Like that kind of. If I could only get enough people to vote so my mama can win again, then we can truly be together. Alex, I had a close call this morning when my grandfather almost found my Bible stress and albums. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me how you're going to find me. One finger by land, two fingers by sea. (laughs) 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 Nice. The weirdest part about this movie is when Alex was revealed to be Q. (laughs) (laughs) Queer? I mean, yeah, I guess. (laughs) We cut through a montage of him fixing Texas. Hashtag fixing Texas. (laughs) Fixing Texas. Yep. And he basically, it's implied that like he makes huge strides in Texas and now they're potentially going to win Texas. So at the DNC, his mom's about to win the nomination and he's giving a speech and Henry is there. Oh shit. So they go up to the hotel room and just like, oh, all night long. Oh yeah. Till the break of dawn. Yes. Yeah. Double up, double up. Anyway, they wake up the next morning to Zara trying to like knock on the door to get Alex ready for speeches and stuff. And she walks in on them and is just like, oh shit, what the fuck? This, oh no, bad times. Uh, but basically it's like, Alex, you have to tell your mom and British guy, you got to get the fuck home. They're like, what are you talking about? We just signed the treaty on commerce. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's importing bangers and mash. <laughs> he flew over on the cockcord. The cockcord? Yeah. It comes super quick. The only time that's not a good thing. So tell us more about his Southern strategy. Wait, his Southern strategy is to cradle the balls and work the shaft. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he goes. To, Alex goes to talk to his mom, and uh, he's like, "Mom, can we talk?" And Uma Thurman's just like, "Sure, what's up? Oh, we're gonna need pizza." Uh, but he that sounds just like her, and it does sound insane. I will acknowledge that, listeners. Her jaw drops literally a foot off the ground, like a coyote in a cartoon. She's like, <laughs> "You okay?" <laughs> With her tongue falling out, Tex Avery style. Yeah. Can I give you some advice? Figure out if you feel forever. (laughs) Just crazy. Uh, But so they have a heart to heart. It's very, very sweet. This is a scene where they have their heads together that I really love the way it was sort of like choreographed in a way. It's real sweet. I mean, I cried during this scene. I cried during this scene too, especially because it's 
it's the most ideal version of this where she's yes. just like, I love you. Thank you for telling me. I'm excited to know more about you and your life. Yeah. And she also does say you have to tell your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's going to go to a vacation house with his dad and invites Henry and Cisco, although we never see them. Um, but it implies that his dad kind of already knows. Like by the time they get there, the dad has is like, yeah, they're in a con- like in a hammock together reading. I'm pretty sure I get it. He's like, we found your royal room with men's fitness magazines all over it. <laughs> Fitting his dick in your <laughs> I do think he told his dad But that occurred off screen Yeah yeah I think you're you right Because the dad's always just like Yeah no of course And But this is where he's like I thought you were going to have a Catholic moment about it And he says I'm the patron saint of gender neutral bathrooms in Austin You little shit Yeah <laughs> Crazy But they have like a nice week where they get to spend time together and they're swimming in this lake pond thing. And Alex is just like, I love you. I want to like do this thing. Well, he's saying that like, hey, if my mom wins re-election, she'll never have to win an election again. So we can like be public with our love until it's time for me to run for election is sort of what he says. But like, yeah, the the realities of the prince's life are very different. He's never not yes. going to be a prince. Yeah. The prince just gets up. He's like, I got to go take a shit. And he leaves. <laughs> yeah. He does pull a Mikey. Yeah. I have to drop a jobby. Uh, so <laughs> he swims away and he just like waits. till Alex goes to bed and goes home. Yeah. Doesn't tell Alex anything, but he does tell his sister. He's like, I had to end things with Alex because grandpa can't find out. And it's this whole thing. And Alex tries to call him, but he ignores it. And so Alex just flies to London. Yeah. And is just like, you better fucking tell me what's up because I love you. And I'm not leaving this room until you say you don't love me because that's the only reason I would leave basically is you saying you do not feel this way. And Henry's like, bitch, be cool. I got staff like they can hear (laughs) you. You're like yelling in in this palace. We got to go through the secret entrance to the museum. (laughs) Like, calm down. But they go to this like little sculpture museum and they kind of hash it out where he's like, look, I got to figure some shit out. It's not that I do not feel this way about you, but you have to give me some time to figure some shit out. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And he is in like a super complex situation, you know, like, his life, and he's, he mentions this throughout the movie, he, like, is property of the British people on some level. Yeah. And there's, like, there it is sort of a fucked up relationship. Like, I want to throw tea in the harbor about it. I feel bad for him. Like, but, like, he, I think, acknowledges, like, okay, I do have to, like, come out on some level. Yeah. Let me figure out how to do that. Please, like, let's continue this on the low low. Right. Until I figure out that. And I think Alex is super accommodating of that. He's like, yes, absolutely. Let's do that. I'll give you as much time as you need. Yeah. And they they trade where he takes the signet ring and Henry takes his key. Yes. But they also dance to a real shitty cover of uh, Fool's Resident. But here's the crazy thing. Princess Diaries 2 has a cover of Love Me Tender by Nora Jones that's mm. so beautiful. That I was it just this only made me think of it, and I was like, they couldn't find a better cover of this. They got actual little John in this movie. Anyway, <laughs> so they go their separate ways. Uh, or they they spend the night together and then they go their separate ways. But the next morning, he wakes up and all of their emails have leaked. Everyone knows. Yeah. And he can't get in contact with Alex at all because they confiscated his laptop and phone, which they absolutely would do. That's oh, a yeah. very real thing. Yeah. If only for the hack part. Anyway, so Alex gives a press conference 
and basically is like, I love him and we're private citizens and you robbed us of the chance to have our privacy as citizens. It's fucked up. It is like, I, I love it. It's great, but it's very much like, I think everyone should have the right to come out on their terms or not come yeah. out on their terms or whatever. Sure. And he's like, mm-hmm. we were robbed of that, but I do fully love this man. Like yeah. it was really sweet. Like I, I really did love oh, it. It made me cry really yeah. hard for it's sure. So it was sweet. a good speech. Yeah. Great speech. But there's also like a little news report where it's like, Hey, Miguel Ramos, you wrote this article very quickly. And he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, you know. Yeah. You know. It's heavily implied that he both was the hacker and the tipster who like tipped it off on Reddit or whatever so that he could just a few hours later publish his story and, you know, he'd get all the hits about it. Messy. Yeah. He a messy dude. Anyway. So uh, he then he talks to Zara because Zara's like, that was a great speech. And he's like, it, I probably cost my mom the election. And she's like, or you just won it for her. You don't know. We'll find out next week. Uh, And he's like, well, I felt like I could feel him watching, but I can't get in touch with him. And she's like, they're not talking to us. I don't know. And she's like, but there's one thing we could do. And so she goes to her secret phone, the burner that she keeps for her one contact on the outside, which is, of course, the uh, aquary aquary. Yeah, it's like his body, man. It's like his personal assistant, Henry's personal assistant. Yeah, very much like Prince's Diaries. The hand of the king. Uh, The hand of the king, yes. (laughs) Sean Bean. Except it's just a prince, yeah. Anyway, so he gets them in contact. He gives his phone to Henry and they're able to talk. And Alex is like, I'm coming to London. So they go to London and he's like, your boy, your, you know, speech was beautiful and people just know and there's nothing we can do about it now but they're like surprise the king wants to see you and the king is Stephen fry I, when i saw him walk in i was I like sobbed. i love it i fucking sobbed because i was like <laughs> Stephen fry he he couldn't come out when he needed to either yeah I'm i just know like, i know anyway i do love that before they go in to see Stephen fry the king uh his brother philip is like the less you say the better it'll be and in my notes i just have i don't need your advice forehead uh, <laughs> fuck y'all anywho the, the the king, Stephen Fry, is just like, hey, I get it. You guys clearly love each other. I read all of the emails. All of them. Yeah. But you belong to England, so sorry. It's going to be a no. Yeah. But then he gets a phone call. It's not a phone call. Someone comes in. Oh, that's what it is. Somebody comes in. Yeah. And he said, sir, the second tower has been hit. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon, Mikey. Too fucking soon, bro. So the guy comes in and talks to the king and he's like, what? How many people? And then the princess, the prince's sister is just like, look outside. There's people in so many cities like Cambridge and Bristol. And it's a huge mob that's just like, gay rights! And you're just like, the power of the people. (laughs) It is great, though, because the reason Stephen Fry is like, you can't come out is because tradition or some bullshit. And Henry's like, well, that's bullshit. Like, I should be able to be a happy, surviving member of this family. And then, like, Stephen, it's clear Stephen Fry changes his mind when he sees the public support outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, and if, like, a prince came out, I do think, like, this sort of thing would probably happen. At least, at, yeah. the, at Buckingham Palace, you know, like, right. yeah, because yeah. there are tons of LGBTQ, you know, everyone is on the spectrum somewhere, and a lot of those people would be like there to support in London, like of for course. sure. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Plus, if the princes were this hot, I mean, like, come on, like, you don't want to watch it? 
Watch Minks, Paige. You'll uh, I gotta watch Minx. You'll enjoy it. You had me at Jake Johnson. Well, and you see this dude's dick too. You see the president's son's dick a lot in all that right. show. All right, all right. Anyway, they go out on the balcony together as a couple, yeah. which is very, very sweet. And Stephen Fry, the king, is like, don't do that unless it's like a forever kind of love. Because like, if yeah. you do that, they sort of own your relationship too. And on some weird level, that's true. Yeah. Which is why I never go to a back porch with a woman. <laughs> Not even for a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to risk it. The FBI might be anywhere, Paige. Yeah, exactly. The federal brisket inspectors, yeah. I'm not going to hang out on the porch and then be married to you or whatever kind of rule that it is. I'm not doing that. You can't you can't put me in the death camps and make me get gay married. I have a neighbor, my best neighbor, and I love these this family. Hang on. Do your other neighbors know that this neighbor is the best neighbor? Well, he gave him a trophy, so Okay, that's fair. Yeah. It's in, yeah. No, they don't know. But I but I know But I will tell you That these neighbors Anytime I bring someone home They're there They're outside They're involved in the process It doesn't matter what time of day Or night it is They're like Hey Mike I'm like Hey this is so and so And then we go inside And then I just giggle Because I'm like They think I'm awful <laughs> Why are they standing on their lawn At two in the morning <laughs> Oh we're just waiting For y'all to get home We're just waiting for Mikey To get home No the guy who scores Once every six months <laughs> Yeah We record the sounds And sell it to Dipsy <laughs> It sounds like, hey, it's been a while. If I don't last a long time, uh, I apologize in advance. Dipsy introduces their new series, Out of Breath. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I wear a CPAP machine I just have for sex? <laughs> you mean my sex pap? <laughs> If you do that, you have to play the Darth Vader entrance music. Yeah. <laughs> I am your daddy. <laughs> Actually, Vader does mean father, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, we cut to the election night, and it seems like they're not going to win, but then Uma Therma wins, and they're just like, oh, my God. And they go out to, she, like, makes a speech, and they hold hands. Yeah. And it's very sweet. And she's like, oh, my God, my husband's here. What happened? <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you in literally 18 months. This movie takes place over, like, a year and a half, and they're never in a scene together. They are married. And then he just, like, flips open the notebook, and he's like, on March 13th, you knowingly ingested a plate of chicken parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a specific reference page. Like, it's the one thing I, re I recognize him from every time. It's great. Uh, anyway, after uh, the election, he takes him to the house where he grew, <laughs> grew up, which would be very sweet. If not for the prince's line of like, wow, you really were working class. <laughs> I know, right? Which you're like, oh, that's right. He's a prince. Yeah. Ugh. I didn't like when he threw rocks at it. And he's like, please, God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. <laughs> I don't know how you got to Forrest Gump, but God damn it, I'm glad we're here. <laughs> and, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. There is allegedly a post credit scene that none of us watched, uh, but I think it's just them with the cake, the cake that fell. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Nice. Well, after seeing this movie, having talked about this movie, what'd you guys think about Red, White, and Royal Blue? It's cute. It's a cute film. I was glad I picked it. This is a good choice. I'm redeeming myself. This film sort of slaps, and I don't think I gave it enough credit on last episode, because I clearly, like, more or less second screened this the first time I watched it. Yeah, you missed all the sex. I did, and it, there was a lot more than I remembered. There was a great amount. <laughs> but I dug it. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I only have a few. Well, it is with those five facts 
The Very Mix fun, fun Facts. There's only a few because this is fairly new, but uh, we do have a couple. So Stephen cool. Fry, obviously, who in this is playing a fictionalized version of James the Third, is his king's name. Uh, but he is gay in real life and, and not just gay in real life, but was one of he, he came out earlier than a lot of people and faced a lot of discrimination for it. So it was actually really nice to see him uh, in this. When they're on vacation reading in the hammock, Alex is seen reading One Last Stop, which is Casey McQuiston's second novel. This is their first. Oh, fun. Their artist photo. They're in one of my favorite patterns uh, from one of my favorite dresses. That's very fun. Okay. I feel like we'd vibe. Anyway, so... This is the first. He's reading the second in the hammock. Yeah. Additionally, when Uma Thurman's character is discussing her election night speech, the person playing the speechwriter typing on the laptop is Casey McQuiston, the author of the novel. Oh, no shit. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's cool. Yeah. Now, allegedly, according to a couple interviews uh, with the director, Matthew Lopez, Taylor Zakar Perez, who plays Alex, uh, asked whether or not he needed to shave for the one scene where we see him in his butts. Uh, and he he literally came into the director's trailer and dropped trowel. And nice. then the director was like, you look fine. Yeah, just bring you and your hairy butt to set. I just think he's very comfortable with nudity because he was like, Fully ass naked a bunch in Manx. Nice. So he must be just like cool with it, which is fine. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. If my body looked like that, I'd be very okay with nudity. Bro, I'd be naked right now recording this. And you know how I feel about layers. Honestly, I'd be naked right now recording this if it wasn't weird. I love being naked in my house. Somebody's looking for people to do a naked roast battle. And I was like, ah, no. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, what if? And I was like, that's a bad idea, Paige. Don't do this. But if either of you want to. I feel like it would make it way too easy for Mikey to win. Right? Yeah. I That's what I was, I was like, I need cool clothes. Uh, anyway, this is the second time where Nicholas Galitzine, who played Henry, has played a prince. He previously played Prince Robert in Cinderella in 2021. Okay. Yeah. So Sharon D. Clark is the name of the actress who played the prime minister of the UK. Uh, and then obviously Uma Thurman played the president. And although the UK has had female prime ministers in the past, notably Margaret Thatcher, boo, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Theresa May, and then very, very briefly Liz Truss, it has never had a black prime minister. So that's kind of a deviation. Uh, and then similarly, uh, the United States has had a black president, but never a female one. And so that's why they decided to kind of switch it up. Yeah. So the secret plan to win Texas is actually kind of reminiscent of an episode of the West Wing called Celestial Navigation. Um, and so that is is truly a nod to that episode. Okay. The director confirmed it. Nice. Uh, but it is kind of an in-joke to the West Wing. Nice. Um, in the film, Alex's parents are still together. In the book, they are divorced. Maybe that's why you never see them in the same scene. That would make sense that they would only be together on election night then. If they were like, you know, close but had been divorced, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. And that is to say, there is no box office. I couldn't find an official budget, although there's rumors that it was $22 million, but that is unconfirmed. Uh, and there's no box office because it went straight to streaming on Amazon Prime. So that's your box office. Mike, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, our romance scale is scale of 1 to 10 of how romantic we found it today. Paige. I'm going to give this a five this is the okay. most romantic movie we watched in a long time i was gonna give it a six yeah it's pretty romantic 
And I do think they have good chemistry. They do. I was going to give it a four. The only reason I went five is because there was a lot of political strategy in this movie. Yeah. Uh, with less of that, I might have gone higher as to like a six. Yeah, I could see that. And that's our romance scale. So we should do the lion scale because there actually are sex Ooh, scenes in this. I'm going to give this three lion roars. I'm going to give it two because it's like they're good sex scenes, but it's not like there's not a lot for me in those sex scenes. <laughs> I'm going to give it one because there's really not a lot for me. I was like, well, <laughs> there's a like, lot for me. I feel guilty about the two slices of pizza I ate for lunch. Great. <laughs> I feel like if you like line our answers up, you could like identify where we fit on the Kinsey like, scale. We just renamed we it the Kinsey the scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, Paige, you made us watch this movie. Yeah. Now, next week is Mikey's turn. Now, a listener did point out. That Mikey picked My Father the Hero, I picked Mamma Mia, right? Yep. And then you picked what, Paige? Hol no, then Mikey picked exactly. Honeymoon in Vegas. Right, so we skipped you once. Yeah. So, do we go back to Mikey, or do we double up on Paige's picks? And we haven't talked about this previously. We haven't talked about We're this. We're literally going to argue this out right now. I feel like your pick is your res personal responsibility. <laughs> I do feel okay. All right, you know what? You guys have to sell me as one third. I'm on the fence. Why, Mikey, should you get to do another movie? Vote for me, and I'll back your play on a podcast related business act activity that you need to convince me on in the future. I guarantee you, you won't remember this, so that's, no, that's of no value to me. Paige, do you want to try? Now, here's the thing. I I feel like because I know what my next pick is, but I don't really want to do them back to back. I feel like that's a lot. Yeah. Um, OK. So at least for the theme. So my thinking was that it would be no one's pick officially and the three of us together pick something time that cop. we have all wanted to do time cop or something that's not time cop uh, for this show. And then we resume the natural order. So what? Okay, I'm on board for that. <laughs> what have we all wanted to do? Get I know that's, yes. that was my question. So like, no. What movie is it that we all want to do? Is it um, Mamma Mia? Here I go again. <laughs> I will fucking quit. <laughs> Jake is voting for Out of Sight, which <laughs> from the kitchen. Is that the movie with Alcumber Can't See? No. Uh, no. <laughs> what? It's it's a 1998 American crime comedy film directed by Steven Soderbergh and written by Scott Frank, adopted from a novel. Now, that that's Jake's vote. <laughs> my vote that was on TV the other day that I might advocate for that doesn't fit in with my theme, but just wildcard true romance was on TV the other day. Thoughts, Michael? Oh, true romance is a film. That's great commentary, Mikey. Thanks for bringing uh -huh. that to the <laughs> podcast. So, Paige, when you said like there was a movie that we all definitely wanted to do. No, no, no. I'm saying we had to discuss it and figure out what it was. Oh, shit. Um, I didn't have one in mind. I have to be on a plane in six hours. I know. So let's uh, make it fast. <laughs> Should we just do Troy? That's so long. It's literally the Odyssey. <laughs> Uh, or Dumplin', we could finally do Dumplin'. It was the best of Greeks. It was the worst of Greeks, worst of or Greeks. whatever. How about how about this? Okay, okay, okay. I reserve the right to demand a pick at a later date when I feel like it. 
Okay, yeah, I, I will grant you that. That sounds fair. I'm going to get a, a pick IOU for a later date. I like Because it. I do think the next movie that Mikey was going to choose works because you will be staying in the general location where that movie is set while we record it. So ah. that would be very fun. So, Mikey, do you want to reveal what movie that is? Yeah, Valley Girl with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. All right. I've never seen it. You've, You've never, never seen, seen it? it? No. I've never seen it either, but... What? Oh, my God. Am I the only one that's seen Valley Girl? That's how numbers work. Yeah. It's going to be fucking dark. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys are ready for a dark-ass episode. Can't wait. So your homework for next week is to watch Valley Girl and, I guess, discover why that's such a dark movie and then check back for the episode. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I don't. I forgot. Well, while you look one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run of the podcast, and that's to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going to read Tiger Rosa. Well, what does Tiger Rosa have to say? For the unromantic as well. Oh, okay. She gets personal. Or they do. Uh, I gave up on rom-coms when at 38, I divorced and moved back home to my small hometown. I get it. I've been in similar situations. The guys I went to high school with have either moved away, married, or methed out. The three choices. Oh, man. The three M's, baby. Moved away, (laughs) married, or methed out. There's not a single Christmas tree farm in this whole county. (laughs) The only pumpkin patch is run by a gay couple. Oh, I want their story. That sounds like a great pumpkin patch. (laughs) I say all of this to say I don't really like rom-coms and I don't watch them. None of that detracts from my enjoyment of the podcast. (laughs) Paige, Mikey, and Todd could review textbooks and I would listen five stars. I love that premise. Uh, let's go to Florida and grab some textbooks. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Before they burn them. <laughs> well, thank you for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. Yeah, normally we jump right into plugs, but I talked to the producer of our live show earlier today, and he informed me that the restaurant now has lasagna. So <gasps> keep that in mind. What? Oh. Lasagna. We got to order two and stack them and see if they charge us for just one. Uh, they're probably going to charge us for two. That's how restaurants work. That's why they're two. Anyway. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at rampage wesley everywhere including tiktok except for twitter where she is at page wesley mikey is at m randolph 24 and i am at todd j awesome everywhere and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a p.o box it's actually not a p.o box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 nolensville road number 108-34 brentwood tennessee 37027 so send us some stuff yeah that's gonna be it for us you guys i'm Paige. i'm mikey and i'm todd and you complete us to completion i want to have sex on the american flag oh that that's it that's it that's what it is and if you're a true patriot, that would have worked on you. I want to star spangle your banner. Oh, oh there you oh, go. Jeez. <laughs> Bye. Bye.